0: What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another dope episode of Fruit of the Bone Podcast. This is your boy, JBJR in the building. It's been a second, you know, we've been on high haters for the uh, actual show, but we're doing a lot of work with Fresh Produce and a lot of stuff in the background. So I wanted to make sure we get this back up and going with some new episodes. And I definitely want to go ahead and get one of uh, the last people I interviewed, the very last person I interviewed back on on an episode we didn't release, but we actually want to go ahead and do a redo of that episode because it's been a minute with everything. Going on, so I wanted to go ahead and get all that taken care of, but before that, just want to let you guys know, make sure you catch us on all podcast platforms, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Mixcloud, anything that you can find podcasts on, and then we're going to work on some video stuff too in the near future, so stay tuned for that, and we definitely, be just make sure you look out for us, and then also check out everything Fresh Produce related, you know, you can find us on all forms of social media, just follow Fresh Produce Beat Battle, literally on IG, and air, all of that stuff, we're, we're out here, but to go ahead and get the show started uh we got my man in the building like i said he was the very last person i actually interviewed i want to go ahead and get him back on and so dope as local producer known him in the scene for quite some time um definitely made some waves back in the day with this dope ass rapping mc king it was yeah. some dope ass shit back in the day as well he's also the ceo and co-founder of an entire great underage program for kids and college students as well for music and education it's wonderful we're gonna get into that as well but first off i want to give all praise and welcome to my man Ronnie Knight. how you doing brother
1: man appreciate it man thank you for that uh thank you for that very gracious welcome man i appreciate it man i'm doing good how you doing
0: I mean, I can't complain, bro. I can't complain at all, man. But you know, surviving this what well, came called pandemic, well, quarantine is not even a quarantine. It's pandemic, so things are dying down. The no, normal's trying to get back, so we getting back in the building. You know what I'm
1: saying? Right, right. No doubt, no doubt, man. Definitely.
0: Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And so um, before we get the show started, for the good people out there, um, just let everyone know who's never heard the show before or has been a long time since you heard it, just a reminder, the show basically is about producers, engineers, DJs, basically all the back um, behind the scenes tastemakers makers for all the great music stuff that you hear locally and national and international you know what i'm saying i want to get their stories their experiences I want to get them on camera and on audio man so that way you guys can experience and hear all this great stuff yourself you can learn a lot of things from these people so i want to make sure you hear those stories so that's really 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 important out here in the music game so i want to make sure everyone knows and understands what's going on but first off we're gonna go ahead and get the interview started with my man ronnie and so just just like the last episode i just gonna kind of had the flow for the most part I do the same so uh, i'm gonna start with a very simple question which is how did you get started in music and music production in
1: general? Ooh, um you know i don't know if i've ever had a chance to thank this man for that uh or uh, it's, it's three people in perspective uh and and like when i reflect i think about um but number one's gotta be um je from basement beats um and then from there it kind of like trickles down that whole Saints but uh J.E and then Dave Stith and then Jeff Donovan and um and then I got my honorable mentions like my boy Tim um and then one of my homies Quelle Chris uh who the world knows him as well that's my boy Gav so when I look at uh first J.E um J.E at the time when I was working at Saints as a DJ They were, you know, in Saints and D2 Studios working on Nelly and the Lunatics projects, and this is like '96, '97, maybe even a little bit of '98, and um, yeah, definitely '98. Now that I think about it, and they would leave, and I don't know, go to like McMurray Music or whatever the case was around the corner, and Tim, Kevy, myself, a couple other guys would like go into that studio. And I don't know if they used to leave the door unlocked because they knew what we were doing, that we didn't know what we were doing. But <laughs> by them doing that, man, it just opened up a whole different world. Like I was DJing at the time and it just clicked. Like I'm tired of playing other people's music. Like I, I really want to make my own. Like I want to figure out what that's like to make my own. My boy Gav or Quelle uh, had a had a beat machine, not uh, had a sampling machine and I had no idea what it was, how it would work, but you would take these sounds from like records or video games and VHS and sample it and make music out of it. So when I pieced together all those things, um, you know, in terms of just the real inspiration behind production, and I say Jeff Donovan, because Jeff was the one that said, no, go ahead and do it, like, you know make beats. You know, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. And it wasn't too late after that. I got fired from Saints. I guess I lost enthusiasm and, um, but I really attribute those people, man. And I forgot if I forgot anybody along the way, my apologies, but I was 13 and 14 and I I couldn't look back, man.
0: No, man, I I feel you, bro. No, you had to make the moves that you had to make. And look, clearly ended up working out for you in the long run. You know what I'm saying? Clearly it did. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely, man. So, um, so now we just want to go ahead and actually kind of fast forward since so this. Now, since you started trying to make the moves you want to make, uh, let's get into how you started getting into like the actual music scene in general, like starting to you know, hook up with MC King, then, you know, making the hits you started making. Like, lead us into that. Like, how did that start going for you?
1: Um, well, I went away to school, uh, went to a school in Ohio after I left uh, St. Louis and there was a guy there that had a beat machine and I was the guy, I think like two floors down in the dorm that had some turntables. And I ended up trading my turntables for, uh, oh, what was it? Like a, uh, an MC-505 Dr. Rhythm beat machine. You know what I mean? Like one of those sequences. And that was really like the, the point, you know, before then everything was like um, keyboards. So, at that point I was selling beats for like $50 or something in the dorm. This like 2003 4ish roughly right around there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know man, it uh like before then I had the idea of making beats, and I, I liked it, and I did it every now and then. I guess I I guess I guess forgot um, one person, uh, one of my boys, Rob, I wish I wish I knew what Rob was, but I went to Lindenwood before I transferred out, and Rob is who got me on, believe it or not, Fruity Loops. That was the first, kind of like, second digital audio workstation I ever used, before it was Magic Studio, Magic Music Maker and all that, but, um, so anyway, long story short, uh, I was got a chance man being up late on the internet like most college kids anyway when I was 21 and I ran into a dude who claimed he was with UGK. And I'm like okay well let's see what this is about and this is on the uh oh, what are they called the uh the DJs damn man this sounds really bad to forget but like Tony Neal, all core DJs and uh and, you know, we chatting back and forth on this old core DJ's forum, which was like a big just conversation club pool back then. And he's like, I got this record. I want to know if you can get it out to like, you know, I'm trying to reach a thousand people in like a month. And I had an internship um, prior to me going to school in Ohio. And um, I had made a lot of connections, you know, with my internship in New York. And... Um, I wrote back and I was like, no, I could probably get it to like, you know, 10,000 people in a week. And he was like, no, nah, that's not possible, you know what I mean? And it was I don't know if it was like being twenty, twenty-one, and being told you can't do something, but I took it personal and I did it in like 20, 24, 48 hours and it turned out, yeah. And it turned out he was an artist, you know, who literally. Uh, was right there affiliated with UGK's name, He's a Leo, who really was like the pivotal point of my career and changing everything um, at that time. And this is right before Pimp C got out of jail. So we we're looking at like winter, like fall, winter 2005, right before he came home. Mm-hmm. And he was like, nah, like I'm an artist. And I was like, I'm gonna send you some tracks. And I make beats too. Like I don't do this promotion thing. I just know how to work the internet. And blew him by, blew him by storm, you know, it's MySpace days and all that. And uh, got some tracks to them which led to me doing some tracks for a few other people that was like in the UGK posse or uh, what they called the UGK family back then, they were trying to do UGK records, Um, eventually led to me, uh, (laughs) it's going to come full circle, I know I took the scenic route, but um, me doing tracks for like Pimp C and a few others, so I'm working on a track like winter 2006. and I had some snares, and Pimp, I sent it as one of the beats. Sent it to like Ave and Wes, who were like engineers, and uh, and they were like, no, nah, let me let Pimp hear this. And I think Pimp was in the studio with Ave that night or something. And Pimp was like, no, nah, it sound cool. You need to put some claps on that. And I'm like, put some claps on the beat instead of some snares. So I switched it. And the beat I'm talking about is thick with it. Hey, um, you know, which I made like December 2006. And I had given it to a couple other rappers uh, locally after I moved back home. I moved back home like July, 2006. So after I had given it to a few rappers like December, January or whatever, um, I ran into King. Me and King know each other since like 2001. And I ran into King, gave him the beat. I think he had the song done in 24 hours, man. It was uh, mm-hmm. it's one of the things where it's just meant to be. and The rest is St. Louis history.
0: Hell yeah, and the songs still go to this day, man. To this day, bro. To this day.
1: I appreciate that, man. We uh, we saw some ass cap checks for a while off of that one. Like I can, I can, I can appreciate. It. And it opened when I mean, people feel their way about it. You know what I mean? I know me and King both felt our way about it for a long time, because uh, it really wasn't a representation of who he is as an artist. And I mean. I felt that way about it as well for a while, but you you can't define or put a limit on what your creativity is. Like if you're able to create this and this, that just speaks more to your versatility as opposed to you just being classified or uh, identified by one sound. So, but uh, you know, I'm looking back, I'm really thankful for that record.
0: Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I know uh the audio kind of broke up for like a brief second, but it's all good, man. I got the chance to everything you were saying. You good, you good. But uh um no, man, no, that's 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 hella dope, man, because that is part of St. Louis history. And like a lot of people don't know like what it takes to kind of get to these points, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people just think like, oh, I'm just gonna instantly uh and this is a long before you know the internet really kind of took off. It, well, no, this is like pre-Youtube days. You know what I'm saying? Cause YouTube jumped off way. Oh seven. Oh five, oh seven, something like that. Yeah. So you was right because right before YouTube really kind of even jumped off or even started. So, so a lot of people that's getting off now, getting off like off these YouTube views. which I'm not even mad at to this day. I'm truly not mad at. It. But you know the leg you had to put in before all of this. You know being on the streets, knowing these connections. This basically kind of who's who's and putting the legwork, Kind of like you were saying. You know that's very important and that work ethic still is. Should be still considered gold standard to this day, you know what I'm saying? Like, get out, get out here and do this work, do what you gotta do. Like, definitely go ahead and promote your stuff online. But if you like trying to try yourself a, a performer, a rapper, or any kind of musician in any regard, you gotta be out in the streets, you gotta be out here with people talking and making this yeah. connection, kind of like you you know what I'm saying? So, no, you know, like, so I appreciate you telling that story like you did because it's something that, you know, people definitely need to hear, you know what I'm saying?
1: we worked that record man we would hit everything like central west end we'd hit viva we'd hit this spot called posh shout out to jackie um you know everything that you could we go to the the white clubs at union station all the way over to the east side i let keem handle most of that like i don't think i make too many (laughs) people over there man I, i just ain't never been like you you dj that young of an age man i was djing at like 14 and you know what i mean like lock-ins and parties every week like you get tired of the club scene after a while Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah we we took that record everywhere we could take that record man locally um and then snow and tony J, recipes tony J. yeah recipes um uh, dj aj cuddy like a lot of them took that record and just like like to my to this day, I still ha- I still say Cuddy has his own version of it because the way that he would intro that record was just you know it, it was inspired. Man, I just want to go back and do a remix. You know what I mean? Like, Hell so, yeah! Um, the city just showed so much love, man. And as a three man operation, four man operation, really at the time, um, and Keem's mind behind it, and uh, just the whole vision. You know, it was it's one of those things. I mean, and it's not a knock to nothing, but it hasn't been duplicated. Um, That record came out in 2007 and really blew up in 2008. Man, when you look at what it really took to make that record work and how that record really went, that's really the last big St. Louis record. Like, you know, people have had records, don't get me wrong. Like, I respect like the Young Roe, like the Donk, that record. I even respect Shorty, you know what I mean, for uh, what he did with Ratchet. But when you look at that record and the numbers that that record did and how it did it and Keem wasn't on a radio show every night, you know what I mean? Again, that's not a knock. That's just a fact. That means that was that was grasped, man. Like they the, the community took that record in. Those are great records that I mentioned, but that record just it was it was different. man. it was different the way that record came about and how it grew the legs that it grew.
0: Yeah, it, did, it definitely did grow legs, man, because that song took off, man. I remember hearing that song like, ooh, on rotation. I had, I would say maybe at least, if not, maybe once, maybe at least once or twice a day, depending on what back in the day, man. So we talking about 7 away This is back when I'm like in my early 20s, like 2021. So like, yeah, so I remember, man, back in the days, man, especially when clubs and stuff was jumping, like, you know, like the uh, like the loft and everything like that, man. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, was,
0: was popping!
1: Yeah, man, Creek King would get uh, so much so, man. They thought King was from Cincinnati. Um, oh man! For the record, because the record would—I mean, it was doing numbers in places like El Paso and Corpus Christi and Cincinnati and places that we're not in. So, you know, the record, you know, and this, this is a story that everybody knows. The record grew faster than we were able to as an independent entity, then we were able to really capitalize on it, man. So when we speak now from a place of education, uh, I guess, to younger students and younger musicians and artists, you know, we can come from that place of like, look, we bumped our head like this, so you don't have to bump your head like this. And, you know, who listens, who listens? But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun times, man, really really fun times a lot of learning i'm glad i did all that learning when i was very young too so
0: no no like and that's real bro and i'm glad you did like because it actually helped you graduate to kind of where you are today so um and that's which is a perfect segue as a matter of fact so now we're at the point where you know you and your lovely wife uh you definitely have this program called fall breach but originally it was our noah's for life man so go ahead and tell us the history of. What was once Knows for Life, now we have Breach. And just you give us kind of the history on it, how like you and your wife Tiffany started that, man. Cause like just more research into it and just seeing what you guys have done so far, fantastic program, you know, starting off. So I definitely want the people to know like about this story and about the company itself.
1: No, oh, definitely. Um and I appreciate that, man. Um so it started out with just us. Um we used to volunteer a lot of our time in the classroom. So we would adopt like um a school or a class from a school sixth grade school seventh eighth grade high school no matter what um or spend our time going to go speak can you hear me all right let's make a chip. all right and uh and then from there what what we would do man um we got to the point where tiff was like we need to really build a curriculum um based on not just our opinions and um, the opinions well i guess i did skip a step so from that volunteering um, Ira DeWitt and myself wrote a curriculum for I uh, really we wrote a curriculum for another university here, and that university, uh, similar to the thickwooded be kind of just dragged their feet for a while, I guess they were going through some administration changes. Um, and Ira and I took it back and said let's push this towards UMSL and see what can come from it. Um, and we did that, and it was the UMSO Recording and Engineering Certificate Program, you got an actual Chancellor's Certificate upon uh, completion. Um, and I was even an adjunct professor, like I forget that part of life, you know, what I mean, the last ten years have been crazy, but um, I was an adjunct professor for the curriculum I wrote um, at a university I didn't go to, right? and realize in that experience that we're probably teaching some of these things uh to students too late in life because when you make it to college and you get to that level you kind of at a place you know where you you kind of know it all you know at least you think you know it all so changing someone's mentality um is possible but it's it's more strenuous so tiffany and i went back to the drawing board and she said you know what if we packaged up as many of these same things we could um but serve it to a younger demographic. So we started looking at the, the, I would say, the fifth grade through twelfth grade space. And then upon that, we looked at the K through 12 and the pre-K through 12 space. And that's where Notes for Life came from. We uh, identified we could do this grades fourth, fourth grade through twelfth grade. And we rented out a building in New City and said that this is how we're going to do it. And this is what makes sense. And went into the Microsoft store. I know all the Microsoft stores are gone now, but we went into a Microsoft store in the Galleria for my birthday to buy an Xbox One. Um, So we're looking at June 2014 at this point. And um, met someone who changed our lives, man. Uh, What just happened? Hold on. You good? You good? You good? Still though?
0: No, I can still hear you, man. You good? You good?
1: there we go there you go You so uh met this woman named trina claggett who who changed our life man and um she heard about what we were doing and it's it's funny how we met and that's an even longer story like when we really got the conversation going but she said you know it sounds like with what you guys are doing and you're not charging students at all why don't you just do that here at the microsoft store (laughs) and um and we were like, we could. And they were like, yeah, this is our, this is a you know our mission to be embedded into the fabric of our communities. Um, my bad, hold on one second. Uh, to be embedded into the fabric of our communities. And with what this is, it sounds like you guys are doing that and we'll do it even more. We want to support that. So in our first year, man, we grew from six students to 80,006 students um, across all different regions, things that we're doing. Um, we are te- seven years old now. Um, and the idea of the what was once the program, which is now the curriculum, um, when we started out with this idea of a nonprofit back in 2014, it was really just to be a void uh, or fill a void that existed. You know, no one was really undertaking uh, music education from a technological advancement standpoint. You know, it was really you know, a musician. Or I'm going to teach DJing in there. You know, there were several um, inspired attempts, I will say, you know, that we saw along the way. And that just let us know that, you know, everyone has a really good, really good idea. Sometimes you just need someone to be first. And fortunately, we were first in that in regards to making that happen. Um, And now today, you know, we service roughly about 1.8 million students across 42 countries. Mm. Uh, You know... uh, We've grown just from music and technology, but I will always say our foundation, uh, the, the spirit, you know, the, the heartbeat of Breach, as we are now known, um, will always rest at the intersection of music and technology. And even right now, we still have a very comprehensive music and technology curriculum um, in our creative eight platform. And we're <laughs> some of the stuff we are doing in 2022 is very, very exciting around that music space. Um, so I would just say, you know, just, you know, keep an eye on us over the next five years or so. So,
0: Dude, that's amazing. The s- sole fact that you told me you have well over a million students in over 40 countries, that's amazing. Like, for real. Hats off to you, my brother. Like, for real, man. Like, some real shit, dude. Like, for real. Hats off to you and your wife for creating that program because that's for real amazing. Like, for you to grow how you did, like, I, li- literally pure... Chance of you just going to buy an Xbox One, and, you, and, and look and look where you at, and look where you at. Just because you went in there, and now you got the connect that you made that set off everything that you're at now, man. Like that's that's beautiful, bro. Like, shout out to you for that, man. Like for real, man. And I I, will, I definitely want to see the future of this man grow like the next five years, like you said, man. Like like no, I would love to see like no. I know, I know. It's fresh produce, you know, stuff like that. We definitely want to see about having more like a younger crowd get in too, man. So I would love to, like, see like if we can try to do something together, man, if possible, bro. Always, like, for real,
1: man. We're always areas of collaboration. Let us know what we can. Like I said, we're we're here, man. We're um every chance we've had to, uh, I guess I would say, leave St. Louis or relocate. You know, even even with having um a place in a different state. Um, you know, this is still home. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is still home, and it's not good enough for it to just be home. We need to we need to also do things here in order to make home better. You know, when you look at St. Louis and you look at some of the St. Louis um, pillars, I would call them, in regards to making St. Louis a better place. You know, you look at the the T Loves and uh, Orlando with what they've done with Prime. And, You know you look at some of the journalists we've had and you look at just just a lot of the things that make st louis a good place for people that look like me and you and all you know it's not just about us but when you look at that people that had the opportunity to leave and stay um you know they stay here to make it better man i think that's that that just speaks volumes to me um always it always speaks volumes and that's one of the things that we we pride ourselves on that when we when we speak at places and go places and um and have a lot of these virtual things since the pandemic um we're headquartered in st louis like this is it like this is us like we didn't do this in silicon valley uh we didn't go to texas we didn't go to chicago we didn't go to new york we didn't go to l.a you know what i mean so we could be right there at tech and entertainment, we did this from here. And then we grew our arms out um, or tentacles out everywhere in order to touch every place. But we're right here in the heartland. I guess it's, I guess Nelly calls it that. But, you know, we right here in the middle, man.
0: No, and and the sole fact that you did it that way, you know, like you said, a lot of people do tend to leave Town and go do things in like the New York's or the LA's or the Atlanta's or anywhere else or Chicago's, but for you to do everything here and grow like you did, man. Now that's a fitness on right, bro. And that's that says a lot about you, know, you and your wife's talents, man, about and your passion, your drive to, in order to want better for not only yourselves and your own family, but for other people's families as well, man. You no, know, within this community, just starting here first, you know. And that's something that really I think a lot of people. I don't think they take notice of a lot when they really notice things about like programs like these like no these starts at home like all of this starts at home like for real for real and you know especially if you gonna say you know like the old you know like though with you so i believe the children are our future you know what i'm saying you know it's, it's facts you know what i'm saying it, it really is facts you know to have the next generation progress on and to be better than what we are and so if you can give them that opportunity especially like you're doing right now man you know that's Lovely man, and I do. I wish you nothing, you and your wife, nothing but the best endeavors on that. For real, man. Like you guys are doing an amazing job with that. For real, for real.
1: Most definitely. I, I, uh, I, 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 I say, fully appreciate it, man. It's a. It sounds corny and cliche, man, but the. uh uh They're doing some work outside, you know. Spectrum, man. Shout out to Spectrum, but sometimes they do work at the wrong time, man. So if my connection gets messed up, I apologize. <laughs> no, you for
0: good. That. no, you good.
1: Yeah, man, um, it's it's just one of those things, man, we uh, we, we love the stories from the students because, you know, now we've been around long enough. We've had we've seen our, f- our first two waves of students that were with us in high school and they've gone through college and graduated now. So when we look at those students and look at how they are now and where they are. It's amazing. Like we got students working at SpaceX, you know what I mean? And we got students that are in Department of Defense We've got students that are interning at record labels and entertainment and, and film studios like you name it these students get a chance to be exposed you know to something and then they take that and all they really need many times is a spark and uh, I think we've prided, I think we've we've done well because we've never bought into the fact that to be a student that participates in anything that we do three things you never have to pay for it. Uh, Your family never has to pay for it, so you or your family have to pay for it. You don't have to be, which means you don't have to be super wealthy, but you don't also have to be completely underserved either. Um, And you don't just have to be a boy or a man in these male-dominated spaces. Like We have a large, our demographic and our, our population for five years straight, we had more girls or people that identified as female in our in our demographic than we did those who identified as male or man or boy so um you know when you look at those things we've built this really cohesive yet transparent and welcoming space uh for learning and because of that that means we have better teachers um and we have just better experiences than what a lot of schools have been able to offer their students for decades man so um i do have a you know a certain amount of a certain amount of pride when i speak about it because I know what it was. I went to private school and I still know what it was like to not really have those experiences because schools can't afford things, no matter how much you paying for tuition or how much the state is paying for these students experiences in education. There's never enough budget to be able to provide these cutting edge experiences. So through these partnerships we've had and these things that we've done over the last seven years or so we've really made sure that those things go to a student first mentality students get the best and we don't really cut corners about that
0: absolutely man i'm glad that that mentality is there because that that's needed man and like i said and the big thing especially within our communities especially here in st louis like you said is the whole point of financial and since a lot of people unfortunately that's why poverty and then people do things that they do now because of poverty, because they can't have a way out and have the finances to have these kind of programs to participate in. But now, like you said, like programs like yours that's been around for about seven years now and growing, you know, to have that kind of outlet, like I really want people to know and understand Like clearly they do. I mean, obviously clearly they do, but I'm just saying like, you know, I definitely want to see more of that maybe in the city. Cause you know, like, you know, cause at the end of the day, it's still kids out here who, still need guidance, man, who still, who are in super intelligent, man, like vastly intelligent and just need the right, like I said, right spark and the right push in the right direction you say, hey man, uh, hey, you know, check this yeah. out. You know, this, you know, whether it's music, whether it's something really STEM related, or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? Like the sole fact that if we can have that present in the minds of more younger kids, I think it'll change a lot of stuff in our community for real
1: oh no no doubt you're you're 100 right man 100 uh 100 right I, I couldn't agree more um you know it's uh you know we, we got some work to do we all got some work to do but it's it's uh i think it's very gratifying when you see just these different pockets and not even just us like i'm 37 now so i consider myself one of the older ones right I gotta stop doing that 37
0: ain't old <laughs> yeah man you only got me about three years bro so <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, like, like you know when I when I look at it man like I see the guys like I don't know I keep saying it but I, I see like the prime 55 and I see Nitty and it's crazy because Nitty's right there with them now you know you know when I when I see these people that are just taking chances and making strides to make st Louis better um and make our whole region better many problems that we have is cause people to fly right over us like imagine you got to travel to st louis now because you need to have the food from prime 55 like you can't go to dallas and get prime 55 like so when i see those kind of solutions being brought up and being you know manifested into real life you can do nothing but be proud because you know that that move is making it better for somebody else and you know, it's making it better for the next person who wants to pop up and do something. So like the younger generation, like these kids that are in like their, I won't call them kids, man, but you know, like these 18, 19, 20, 24 year olds that are creatives or building stuff or making moves. Now we're seeing these generations kind of work together to support each other. And quite frankly, we didn't have that, man. Like our group didn't have this older generation pouring into us per se like we had establishments and places that we could go to so we had activities but no one was really solving the big problems because we had it as a luxury that people didn't pass over st louis like the tour the tour was kicking off it was coming to st louis and it was skipping kansas city it's the exact opposite now like i gotta travel three hours or five hour four hours to chicago to, to go see a show because they're not going to come to st louis Um, so, you know, we, we got more, you know, people say it's a restaurant and they see other things going on. I see these things as solutions. They're providing solutions to the, to the, to the area, uh, to the workforce development that's going on and so many other things. And That's really where we fit in as well too, providing solutions to workforce and, uh, workforce development at a uh, regional and at a state level as well too.
0: Absolutely, man, and places like uh, Prime Fifty Five, like you said, man. Well, shout out to them, man. You know, they also bring I mean, you know well, air. Of- but I really
1: respect them. You know what I
0: mean? No, 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 no. no. I feel you. I feel you know. It's, it's places like that, you know, places like yours and Prime Fifty Five that brings an air of what's the word? Want want? What's the word I want to use? It brings an air of you know pride and air of like I guess not air pride, and air of positivity. Now, I guess they'd be the best words I can use. You know, no. no for what you guys are doing you know because like say you're working with kids and he's working with restaurants and he's working you know providing you know like a workforce to everyone that's out there you know and like what you're doing you and your wife are doing with providing education you know and networking opportunities for all these young kids and teenagers and young adults out here you know that's that's the, i think the best benefit and i think above everything else is the future and the kids are growing i think that's the better benefit because it means if the future is growing with the kids. It's going to be a better future all the way around you know what i'm saying no we can't say about what the government going to do because that is what it is but you know as long as we can change what we can't change immediately here i think that's the the best thing we can do and the greatest thing we can do you know what i'm saying
1: oh you're right man you're right man so yeah and i mean you know so um i didn't even jump into it. i forgot man but even like on the music stuff man it's given us an opportunity to kind of go full circle so now we get a chance to get back into music man and um you know, you solve one problem, you can get back to something that you may have been able to, you may have had to put on the shelf. You know, they, they, there's always been this phrase of do what you have to so you can do what you want to. I've never been a fan of that phrase, never. Because that that means that you know how much time you have on this earth. That means that, you know, you're, you're saying, oh, I can get back and get to it later. Like, you gotta stop putting the stuff that you have a calling to do or something that you even have an interest in doing on the back burner because by doing that you don't know how you're cheating yourself and how you may cheat somebody else. Um, You know, how you may be a catalyst to their future and their success. So, um, I said that because, you know, we're able to get back into the music. We did start another company at the end of 2019 uh, called Assembly. Now I don't know, we might have talked about that a little bit on this last one, man, but... uh, No,
0: go through it again. Go through it again, bro. Go through it again.
1: Please. But no, it's just, you know, really like around the music, man. Like, it's... You know, full scale music production, like get a chance to like song, write and compose and um, develop strategies and partnerships with, you know, major brands to really uh, drive, uh, I would say artist content and uh, consumer engagement. Um, in a way that it hasn't been like, again, I come from the era where we used to have to put up posters on on boarded up buildings like uh, you drive down the U City Loop, that place used to be a church's chicken, but next to it was like boarded up shops on uh, on Delmar, and we were putting up like No Limit and Rap-A-Lot posters like right across from what would become the pageant like That's the You know So I I come from Where you had to like Get out and like work And promote your stuff The way you had to do it Uh On social you you know got a got a phone if you got a phone you got a tool for promotion right and that's about how you get it out there and how you promote it so us figuring out really innovative ways as to where what makes your art or what makes your creativity stand out amongst everybody else's and that's been fun man like you know people didn't see a, a light at the end of the tunnel for us when we only had six students and we increased that by you know, you know now we're at 1.6 ironically 1.6 million So I know that there's a way to do this as well, too. It just takes some thought, man. It takes some real thinking and creativity on how you can make artists stand out while maintaining a healthy share of revenue and ownership for themselves, so.
0: Absolutely, bro. and I'm I'm so glad that you covered that, man, because now that makes a, another perfect segue back to the music conversation as a matter of fact so uh kind of going back a little bit um when we talk about your music and stuff like that man um i know we talked about it once before but i want to talk about what do you use equipment wise now if you know if you still sound sounds like you're still like making music here and there so what is, what are you using now to make your music with if you're if you are using anything where it's software hardware it doesn't matter like what do you use
1: i'm big on software now man because. I've got three kids, and no matter how we remodel the house and restructure it, I'm always getting moved out of my space, man. So I got to have something that can move with me. Um, so I'm using a lot. Well, I do all of my sequencing in Logic. Uh, I haven't broken away from Logic. That's just where I'm doing it. Um, but, you know, I'm, I guess I guess like you say, I'm rewiring. Like I still run Reason through it. Um, I'm running my Machina through it. Uh, so i'm using a lot of native instruments um like the complete and complete ultimate like i use that um for the better part i'm using my axiom 25 midi controller um, just because i love weighted keys but i need something with a small footprint uh that i can move around with me uh, for serious stuff i might pull out an 88 i have a uh, what is it? The uh, Native Instruments, the 88 or a 61? Oh, I forgot which one I have. I don't even use it that much. No, I probably use it twice. I think I still have the box for this. Oh, it's 88. 88 key. Um, I have that, and... Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, Reason Complete um, software. Uh, I'm using Slate stuff now. I use a lot of Slate. Um, plugins I, I love how they've added like some real um healthy dynamics to my music as well too so
0: that's what's up man like i always was kind of curious about the slate stuff man like if it was any kind of good because i've heard about it but never used a person
1: love it I, I love it man i'm a, a big fan of steven slate um i feel like he uh you know, there, there's a healthy amount of caring that he puts into, or that his team puts into their music and put in, puts into their plug-ins uh, for musicians, and uh, our engineer that we work with, uh studio in Chicago called Jungle, so shout out Cruz, Lex Cruz, um, he really put me on a slate. He was like, you gotta use it. And I listened to an album that his team mixed and mastered, and I said, yeah, I got to. Like, I need everything Slate. And now they make it convenient, you can, you know, get it like a monthly bundle subscription kind of thing where you get everything they have. But, um, but I love it. I love I love Slate, love everything that they're doing.
0: Absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, I know, I've, I've still been an FL head, you know, today I die, man. Like, that's why I started when I was 18. I'm 34 now, 16 years later. that's why I've been sick. Dude. I know uh upgraded 20, Oh, maybe like a year or so ago. Yeah. And, and I couldn't have been happier
1: Because, uh... A of things, man. That's that modern sound. Like, that sound right now is FL. Like, you can't deny it, you know? So...
0: Yeah, I mean, and you know, the thing about that with people, uh... I know... In and in the misconceptions still out there to this day, you know, with people, uh, basically, uh... <laughs> Take FL's like, you know, so oh this is baby's first, oh something like that. Oh, you make these kind of sounds and stuff like so, and then we find out like, you know, when like some of these great producers like Shout out to Knife Wonder and niggas like that, you know, and people that's made like so many great things, you know, like, making, you know, you was like, oh yeah, it's like yeah, it's the machines not the it's not the it's not the machines to man behind the machine, or yeah, like oh I made this Grammy winning award to sound like, oh shit, where this come from? FL. Really? It's like, yeah, man, you know, you can't add shit to FL. It's not just stock sound. I mean, even now the stock sounds are way better than what they were. Cause when I went out, I started on number, well, Fruity Loops 4. It wasn't FL Studio. It was just Fruity Loops 4. So, you know, so you talking about those stock ass sounds all the way to now. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, um, it's like, I I, I, I always wanted to try logic. Well, I, I guess i want to try logic because i actually i have tried logic i just don't have a mac so but since airfield is on mac now because of 20
1: i not want to try it isn't that you know crazy I mean? studios on mac now i remember you had to like have a computer that could run both windows and mac if you wanted it on there man mm-hmm. i had a uh <laughs> I, had to, I guess i had a jailbroke version of fruity loops when i because like uh, 2005 to 2007 all I used was FL Studio but I guess like <laughs> there's a quick story so the reason why I guess I got so efficient in making music is because I had a version and I had no money so I had a version that you, you know if you're making it you can make whatever you want to you just can't save it you can't save the the, the file you know what I mean so I had to learn how to make the whole thing then and there 'Cause there was no going back and pulling up a file because I, I didn't have the full version, you know what I mean? Oh, I understand. You know what I mean? So, um so looking back at that man, like like Thick With It, that was all sequenced on FL Studio, the stuff I did with UGK and He's Leo and Pimp and all that, like, that was all done on FL Studio. The stuff I did with Corrupt, I forget. I got songs with like Corrupt and a few other people, like that was all FL Studio. So, um, but I was importing sounds from that mc505 and i think it was like reason 3 or something back then like it was something ridiculous um that i was using and uh, matter of fact it wasn't reason 3. Keen put me on the reason three it was just that uh you know uh sampling i used to be really big on my sample stuff and uh and i had keyboards. oh i had a phantom uh, bef- uh i had access to a phantom and then keem gave me a phantom like so my phantom x6 and then my phantom f uh, x8 that keem got was uh that was my that was it you know what i mean so but it was all fl and then i just got away from it once i got a mac and really started digging into uh you know what it's like so
0: absolutely man absolutely and brother we've been having some great conversation man but <laughs> we're well, we gonna have uh we're gonna actually go shut it down in a second man but uh before we get off man i always want to give anyone everyone the space and opportunity to go ahead and promote anything they got going on so you know anything you want to talk about with your contact information any future projects you got coming up for music wise or for breach or for assembly you you have the floor man man go go forward
1: um well first man i just want to thank you for uh you know having me on it man i appreciate it it's uh you know, I'm a big, big fan of uh, of everything you guys do, man. I really wish I would have made that uh, one event, you know what I mean? But Fruit of the Boom is just, um, it's innovative, man. You know, when you look at what you guys do for the region, it's one of those things. No one else does it, you know what I mean? So uh, hats off to you and hats off to the whole team. Uh, really, you. there's nothing to promote, man. Uh, I would just say be where you can, be a beacon of light for somebody else. You know what I mean? Be... Be everything that you didn't have, that you see somebody else needs, and when it comes time to some releases for releases for breach next year, and then some (laughs) some really exciting things we're doing in music when it comes to assembly next year over the next couple years. Just you know, just keep an eye out for us. That's that's really it, man. Everybody, just keep their family safe and uh, and and you know. And it in these times that's that's really it man
0: absolutely man i couldn't say it better myself brother for real for real and uh how can the good people get in touch with you uh, about anything you know, dealing with breach and assembly and whatnot it's just music stuff in general how can people reach out to you
1: um for on the breach side um this is this is breach.com um easy way to contact us and someone from the team will respond to you um right now not Because we gave everybody two weeks off so no one's doing anything until after the first of the year Um, but then on my side man i think i'm ronnie notch on everything on every social i just got back on facebook i don't know how long i'm gonna be here but i'm here (laughs) for the time being so i think i get back going around the holidays man to make sure family get a chance to reach me you know but um i'm ronnie notch on everything man so
0: appreciate that brother man and again thank you so much like i said for taking out the time man, talking to me man again telling your story and just doing just redoing the interview man that's one of you man so i just appreciate you doing that man and so like i said but y'all understand like yeah we did really did have to redo this interview because it, it was some older information but i wanted to make sure he updated with everything brand new we had going on because we had everything
1: recorded originally
0: but uh again man ronnie bro thank you so much for doing that for me man i truly
1: appreciate it again man for real Oh, of course man anytime man let's connect soon though
0: absolutely 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 and uh good people that was another episode of fruit of the boom podcast uh make sure you catch us we're going to start uh, putting more episodes back out we're going to start doing releasing them back on mondays as well as releasing more of the online battles the audio versions of the online battles that we do for fresh produce online so make sure you check those out and uh make sure you catch us for all the upcoming battles um which is every first wednesday down at down at Blue Strawberry down on North Boyle Avenue, North Boyle Avenue, let me get my words right. <laughs> and make sure you catch us uh, every third Wednesday for the online portion of Fresh Produce Online. Uh, make sure you catch us on the championship battle on January 7th down at Blue Strawberry for the online, uh, for the in-person, excuse me. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Peace.